the next year. Sorry, Mike Cunt. Four times. All right. Not five. All right. The all rights are coming out fairly early. We have another episode to record. So the next year, Santana would team up with bull, with the Bulldogs and be involved. Mike Hunt. Ah, <laughs> uh, Senor Hunt. Initials M H. Dave, what do you say? <laughs> I'm just asking a question, bro. C M Hunt. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, I calm down. I can. Edit Dave, this. just can you fucking go, please? <laughs> Dave, do it, do it. <laughs> can you stop being so stupid, Dave? Oh, yeah, go. You're just like I will. Geez, I will. I will go. Jesus, I will totally go. <laughs> as long as you play this at the beginning of the podcast. As as okay. <laughs> <laughs> All I right. I will totally deal. move forward. No, For the next year, he. <laughs> What's up, guys? Our wrestling podcast back at you with another episode. This is Dave Vicious along with Justin Total Package, Craig the British Bulldog, the Nature Boy Joe, and Cuz is off this week, bringing you our perspective on the world of professional wrestling. No inside sources, no ties to the industry, just stories from the diehards sharing opinions with you. Can someone feed me today's topic? No. David. David. It's Tito. I want you to listen right now. We're going to do oh. a What Happened To episode, but we're going to do it on Tito Santana. Tito, don't call me Chico Santana. I kind of, right. and I kind of feel uh, that I want to betray my own legacy uh, rules, even though I'm not betraying my own legacy rules because of what happened too. Uh, I, I would love to do a legacy of Tito Santana, and I know we're not going to do that today. How about but, a celebration um, of career, Tito Santana? Yeah, like Tito Santana, like he's a guy that nobody talks about today. You know, there's a lot of Hall of Famers that WWE will bring just talk about constantly today, like Shawn Michaels, <laughs> Triple H. Uh, you know, well, Triple H isn't in the Hall of Famer yet, but I mean, well, whoa, he kind of is whoa. with DX. He is with DX. Um, they'll talk about <laughs> a lot of Hall of Famers, like you know, they'll bring Hogan and Flair out there, and you know, when Hogan's sure. not behaving and Flair's not between wives. So, um, like they Whoa. they they talk Whoa. about, but a guy that is in the Hall of Fame, and they don't talk about yeah. ever is Tito yeah. Santana. Craig, he was like the, the ultimate like worker for Vince. Like, obviously protected him. Yeah. And, um, as Jess was saying, like when we got into wrestling, just on like the tail end of like maybe Strike Force, and he was just he was a, he went from Intercontinental Champ to like the tag team upper mid card to a little bit lower. But like man, you want to talk to someone that they trusted to open WrestleMania, to launch a tag team, to always be there. Tito Santana is one of like his most loyal guys in the eighties, and a guy who gets little yeah. respect. Like you never hear any like stories of what an asshole he was or what he did. Like it's only positive stuff. Like a dude deserves he like a also, legacy. Merced Solis, born May tenth, nineteen fifty three, better known as the ring name of Tito Santana, is an American professional wrestler and middle school teacher. By the way. Um, which yeah, I love I that, that he's school. still a middle school. I fucking love the fact that he's a 
educator and a middle school teacher. He looks like one. Like when I see pictures of him now, if I'm you, like, of course with the How do I reach these kids? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I imagine him walking into class with those big like, oh, cool like sunglasses, those 80 if, sunglasses and still like doing the lesson like like he's Tito I, with the mullet. All, like, all, all I have to say, guys, I remember myself in junior high, middle school. And if that person has the patience to teach those kids with those brain bubbles going on at that time, um, hats off to you. The, the epitome of patience must be Merced Solis or Chido Santana. Um, teaching also, too, if you kids. don't do your goddamn shit or whatever, you catch a flying forearm. I don't want to. Yeah, right in the face. <sighs> yeah. Just, you just flies yeah. over. I don't know any other way about it. Uh, oh, so you haven't had enough calcium. Your shin bone is not going to survive a figure four from Tito. It'll snap like a twig. <laughs> and I don't care if you're seventh or eighth grade. Drink your milk. <laughs> do your, do your Drink your milk, old. Gabriel. Drink your milk. Um, Solis so attended West Texas State University, where he was a member of the uh, Lambda Chi Alpha Fraternity. He, uh, he also played tight end for the West Texas State Buffaloes. The team was quarterbacked by future professional wrestler Tully Blanchard. Wow. Who would introduce uh, Solis to the world of professional wrestling. After graduating, Solis was signed by the Kansas City Chiefs, but was cut during training camp due to a poor performance in the 40-yard dash because of a twisted Achilles tendon two weeks before camp. Like, they can't figure that out back then. They can figure it out now, but... I, I attended baby back then. Yeah. Santana had stayed a babyface his entire career, but he's best known for his appearances with the World Wrestling Federation between 1979 and 1993, um, with the missing part of 1980 and returning in 1983. Santana was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame class of 2004, um, long overdue, by the way. During his time in the WWF, Santana, despite being born and raised in Texas, was billed from uh, Tocula, Mexico, which he made, <laughs> which maybe misspelled reference that. to the city of Toluca. So there's um, no city wow. of Tocula. Yeah. It's, Tocula. It was just a made up, like, okay. Uh, Ventura, yeah. Ventura was right still all appears <laughs> on the independent circuit today, by the way, um, which is pretty amazing. Uh, it, it's it's unbelievable, but let's, let's just jump into the career real quick. Uh, after training under Hiro Matsuda and Bob Orton, Solis made his professional wrestling debut on February 23rd, 1977. I wasn't even born yet for championship wrestling from Florida. Yeah. <clears throat> In January of 78, he moved on to the uh, Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling where he wrestled for a calendar little, year. Little, I'm sorry. Sorry to interrupt. Uh, little known Good. story. Hiro Matsuda uh, posted his leg as Tito and broke it. And then he did not. Would you not stop him? No, that's what happened. Bobby, would you stop? <laughs> Wouldn't you stop? Bobby, will you stop? <laughs> and then he would came back and just proved himself. Then he came out some, with some, some head shaved. Some people yeah. will get that. Right. We'll see how many. And uh, a serious uh, demeanor for us. And Instagram. Um, yeah, sorry. So uh, he also toured with All Japan Pro Wrestling in October and early November. Uh, Santana also joined the World Wrestling Federation as Tito Santana, defeating Mike Hall in his debut match on Championship Wrestling in 1979. Mike Hall was amazing. You guys don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, he teamed with Ivan Putsky to defeat Johnny Valiant and Jerry Valiant for the World Tag Team Championship. All these years I've been around, I've been searching now. i got a man I can depend on. The man has got guts that will go in there and fight with anybody, you know, and I'm glad he's my partner. Well, I know the feeling is mutual, is it not, Tito? It sure is. Uh, I'm honored. It's just I really can't put it into words the way I feel about being his partner. And now what I got to do is I got to please my partner here 
And together we're going to please the people and we're going to work hard for the people and we guarantee the people that we're going to represent them good, baby. Uh, yeah. You know who was actually better than Mike Caldwell? Mike Hunt was a, a lot better wrestler than Mike <laughs> Something ridiculous. What are you doing right now? <laughs> that was at the Garden, Madison Square Garden, in October Everybody of likes Mike Hunt. Everybody likes Mike Hunt. <laughs> However, Santana would leave the WWE soon after, joining New Japan Pro Wrestling Jazz for a two-month tour. Finally, once again, all the greatest wrestlers tore All Japan. the greatest wrestlers tore Japan. Japan. What? Tore Japan. Pro Wrestling. That's what we heard. Yeah, that's what we hear. Mike mm. Hunt did too. Mike Hunt. I didn't think he did. He, uh, yeah, but he Mike went around the horse. Mike Hunt. That's what I heard. Mike Hunt might heard. That's what we heard. Uh, Santana wrestled in the American Wrestling Association from 1980 to 1982. Uh, the matches he had there would include two matches he had against Nick Bockwinkle in St. Paul, Minnesota, on March first, nineteen eighty-one, and in Winnipeg, oh, Winnipeg, Manitoba. Just say Winnipeg. Wow, <laughs> wow. On May thirteenth, nineteen eighty-two, for Winnipeg, Bockwinkle, <laughs> Bockwinkle <laughs> won both matches with some heel cheat work there. Um, go, good luck Real finding bit. those on VHS, um, but they happened. Santana briefly teamed with a future tag team partner, Rick Martell, in August of 82. and then Santana I did not know that when I was doing the no. research for this. I was like, holy so shit, weird. he teamed He's with like, yeah, Rick Martell before. Strike Force. <laughs> yeah, we tagged before. <laughs> Early version of right? Strike Force. Mm, 1982 version of Strike Force. Yeah. Um, let's see. He returned to WWE in 1983, making his televised return on the May 14th episode of Championship Wrestling. He I'm back, baby. In a lengthy, yeah, Ariba. <laughs> he then engaged in a lengthy feud with the WWF Intercontinental Heavyweight Champion, the magnificent Morocco. Not that I'm coming after you, Mister Hunt. Whoa. Santana finally won that title of the Chase in February 11th of 1984, becoming the first Mexican American wrestler to win the Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship. That is a big deal. That, and that what did we say? That was uh, 83. He beats Mar – no, 84. Excuse me. He beats Morocco. Yeah. That's right when they infused Hogan in. That was literally at the very beginning yeah. of Vince finally realizing, yeah. like, yeah. I found my formula. Like, he just didn't know it yet. So Santana was the intercontinental champion during the time that Hogan beat the Sheik for the title, started his uh, epic – you know, climb to the ladder of professional wrestling, and Vince was changing the wrestling world. Tito Santana was the goddamn intercontinental champion, mm -hmm. defeating Tom Rocco, yep. which is really cool. Dave's going to read on to one of my favorite feuds. Uh, Dave's going to read coming up here, and one of my favorite intercontinental matches that nobody talks about coming up here. Wonderful shit. There you go. Santana was Santana was targeted by Greg the Hammer Valentine, not Craig the Hammer Valentine, <laughs> in September 1984 in <laughs> London, Ontario, Canada. Valentine would defeat Santana to win the IC title. Soon Son after, the storyline had Valentine injure, injured. Well, that's Santana's the end of the feet. legacy of Tito Santana. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. And then pulled Santana out of action for several months. Santana then returned in December of 1984 and set his sights on getting the Intercontinental title back from Valentine. Santana wrestled at the first WrestleMania at Madison Square Garden in March of 85. And in the opening match, defeated a masked wrestler known as the Executioner, Playboy Buddy Rose. I had no fucking idea until wow, I did I the research. That, that, that was Buddy Rose. Playboy. Dragging him out in the center. Look out. Figure four. Figure He's four got four it. Time. He's got it. He's hooked it in. He slapped it on. That's it. I 
Don't think he'll last. He's no trying way. to fight it. No way. Tito's got him cinched in there. And the executioner is history, Gino. Tito Santana serving notice, I believe, for the hammer Greg for undefeated record books as far as the executioner is concerned that is match right here in Wrestlemania and one Tito Santana who certainly has mastered at figure four leg lock let's go up to our ring announcer here is your winner Tito Santana Playboy Buddy Rhodes was the fucking master yeah, executioner in Wrestlemania I had no idea I had no idea wow I wonder why, they, why like Playboy Buddy because... Rose was kind of a was kind of a name at that point. Like, why not just wrestle under right? Maybe Buddy Rose was like, I don't want to, I don't want to yeah. lose at WrestleMania to a submission hold. Yeah, so he could have been under a part time contract from an, another territory, and then he's just like, look, I I don't mind losing to Santana, but I don't want to fucking lose as me because I have to go back to other territories and like say I lost yeah, I big see time. Yeah, maybe yeah. So maybe yeah. he was like, put me under a mask. I'm good. Like, Oh, that's a good point. It's like, fine, $50. Contender would make Rose submit to the figure four. <laughs> Your WrestleMania payday goes down to nothing. $50 fucking dollars, you idiot. Get in the ring. Dumbass. How's the mask and get, off, get him out of their ass. It's also, it's also get where get him off their ass Tito comes from because he was the opening match of WrestleMania 1. Thank yes. you. So Nerd. what was that story? Oh, that story was, uh, I believe it was Pat Patterson. I believe Vince. it was Pat Patterson or Vince telling Tito, you need to get him off their ass, Tito. Yeah. Well, Tito um, went to him and Tito, it was like, it was like what do you want me to do? Because, uh, what do you, how do you want me to like handle this match? Like the opener. Maybe I mean, theoretically it wasn't, it wasn't that kind of a, an event. But, Whoa. Santana <laughs> recaptured the Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship from Valentine in a brutal steel cage match in Baltimore on July 6th, 1985. That's my one favorite. of my favorite. It's one of my favorite IC title matches. And the ending of this match is so great. So Santana starts to climb the cage. And then to climb out over the top and drop to the floor. And then Valentine finally gets up. He's like, well, I'm just going to go out through the door. So as Santana's climbing down the side of the door, Valentine starts to come out. And he kicks the door in Valentine's face, sending Valentine, like, doing his classic, like, fallback, like, into the ring. And the place went insane as Santana dropped and wins the IC title. One of my favorite Intercontinental Championship matches ever. Go back and watch it. Uh, Dave, I put it in the notes later as one of the matches to go watch and uh, go back and watch of Santana's. Yeah. One of the best. And I read a, a, a shoot interview with Santana as well in preparation for this episode. And Santana said that's probably his number one moment. He said, the oh, people wow. Were so loud. That's really cool. He said, he said that people were so loud that he couldn't hear anything like that. They were so loud. That's amazing. Like, oh, it was that's awesome. Great. Look at Valentine. He just realizes where the door is. Open the door. He says, I'm coming. Wow. What a tremendous move by Tito Santana. There's your winner. Holy mackerel. Talk about presence of mind. Santana certainly had it there as Valentine was about to go out the door of the steel cage. Santana with a big right foot just rammed it right into the kisser of Valentine, sending him sprawling back into the ring. Look at this. Valentine's realizing he's lost the championship belt because if I can't have it, nobody's going to have it. I love that. Arriba. After the match, Valentine, <laughs> incensed over losing the belt, destroyed it by repeatedly bashing it against the steel cage, Fucking forcing bastard. the WWF to get a new Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship belt. But in reality, we were getting rid of that old bag and getting the sweet ass intercontinental heavyweight <laughs> yeah the cla- the classic IC title that we know and we love from the eighties and mm-hmm. Funky War that and Cody Warrior Rose War. brought back yeah, Tito Cody else Rose back no. this was Tito Santana was the first wrestler to wear that title oh shit yeah I didn't know that he is the first yeah, yeah he is the first person to wear the quote unquote Gen X and Beyond classic intercontinental heavyweight championship. 
Howard Finkel, in light of what happened in Baltimore, Maryland, on July the 6th of this year, it is a pleasure for me to present to once again the Intercontinental Champion of the World, his brand new Intercontinental belt, Tito Santana. Oh, that's beautiful. How about that? That's gorgeous. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, Intercontinental Champion of the World, Tito Santana, where it probably for many years. Um, really, really cool stuff. Again, just 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 paving it forward. Um, Santana would hold on to that title until February 8th of 1986 when he lost it to Macho Man Randy Savage at the Boston Garden after Savage knocked him out with a foreign object he had hidden in his tights that supposedly went unnoticed by referee Danny Davis. That Danny bastard Davis Danny Davis. Whole other story. Yeah. Yeah, he he uh, he gets his comeuppance about another another really later. good match to go back and watch too. Yeah. Yeah, I think Featuring I was talking to Joe. Was, was I talking to you, Joe, like a week ago? Like we were talking about in preparation for this episode. And I think Joe said I forgot who Macho beat for the title, and it was Santana. Oh yeah. Oh, was yeah. it? Yeah, I yeah. can remember that. Yeah. Oh, look at it. What's he doing now, Jess? Look at Savage going down into his tights. He's got something in his hand. He missed it. He missed with it. Oh, look at this. Oh, he didn't miss that time. He, he throws that right into Santana's face. We got a new champion. I can't believe it. We got a new Intercontinental Champion, Monsoon. He just threw it outside the ring, Jess. Whatever it was. He had something in his right hand. He threw it outside the ring. He and Santana would team up with the Bulldogs and be involved in what? mid-card feuds, such as Butch Reed... On house shows, that sounds fun. Santana would also form the popular tag team Strike Force with Canadian Rick Martel. That's that they were great, huge. man. They um, were great. That's, they were great. I just yeah. I saw uh, little Canadian story Rick about uh, the Strike Force, by the way. So the yeah. Can Am connection was Rick Martel and Tom Zink. Uh, however, right. they uh, Tom Zink came to a contract dispute with Vince saying that he really felt that, A, he was a bigger wrestler than a tag team wrestler, and that he should be put in the singles uh, area. And Vince said, that's not going to know. Uh, so he <laughs> left. So he left. Uh, it was even a complete sense. He was like, you're, I like, yeah. pe- no, we're not doing that with you. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Tom Zink said, I would like to exercise my out clause, and he left right in the middle of their run. Uh, Canem Connection defeated Don Morocco and Bob Horton Jr. at WrestleMania three. So they were, the tag titles were going to be put on Tom Zink and Rick Martel as a Canem Connection. However, Zink leaves. They kind of freak out for a second, and Vince is like, "Well, Santana's not really what about that guy." My... Yeah, Santana wasn't figured into his singles plan, so he put him with Martel, who we just read earlier. They actually teamed before in '82, and Martel at this point so already crazy. a former AWA champion. Uh, they decided to put them together. Dave, go on, and they formed. Yeah, a strike. We, we we talk about Santana too being like that big, you know, crystal wall kind of stuff. Martel's no slouch either. He was he was on top mm-hmm. in some major territories. They had great and bodies. They, were, they looked too. great together, like those white tights. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was a great, great, great put together. You know, <laughs> those in, in white a trunks situation, really it's... did wonders for them. <laughs> well, it's it, it's funny how like. As, as, as fans when we were kids, tight, tight like, little it, buns it, and we, those white trunks. We look at we look at Strike Force and we go, no, that's perfect. It makes sense. Bodies. Oh my god, S- stop it! So <laughs> Unbelievable. 
Dave. But what I'm so saying is, like, as, as kids, we look at we look at Strike Force like, oh yeah, that was meant to be, and it was actually a last minute kind of thrown together. See what happens. They've wrestled together before. Let's make this Tan work. Because Zinc decided trunks. to go. The yeah. original name was Tan Absolutely. Bodies and White Trunks, but then Vince is like, just yeah, do that's, Strike Force. Like, All right, it seems a little too on the nose. Tito had a sombrero yeah. on his <laughs> <Strike> <laughs> What did Mark no, Hell no, have no, on his truck? It's a little too dead like, on, no, guys. Initially, no, no. it was like, yeah, I was like, like Tito came down as a federale, <laughs> and uh, Rick Martel was the original Mountie, and they're like, mm, I feel like this is, <laughs> and they were like, happened. they were they were they were know. police force. It's a little too much. It's a little. And it was like we leave a little too little too over the top. <laughs> Let's pull that back. Um, Let's pull audience, back. audience of twelve, just know that Joe and Craig are telling all lies right now. David, no, guys, they came down with a horse. You shut your mouth, Dave. Oh, so I subscribe to WWF Magazine. Did you, Dave? No, you didn't. So thank you. Continue. <laughs> Read on, Dave, about how their manager was Mike Hunt. Next Read song. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> all right. So, like I said, <laughs> Strike Force is formed. They being Strike Force defeat the Hart Foundation for the WWF Tag Team Championships on a televised edition of WWF Superstars of Wrestling, when Martel made Jim Neidhart submit to a Boston Crab. Wow. 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 That's, I always knew that's that Jim, Jim was a strong part of that tag team. Um, this yeah. is when I came Jim in during, great things. during Strike Force's reign is when I started watching the WWF uh, product, basically. That's right. Slam. Santana gets out of there. Martel trying to get him over. Boston Crab submission. Oh, he gave up. The only thing I gotta say, it took a double team to do it. Which capacity crowd is he electric? Look at this. There is tribulation here. So that's what we were talking about yeah. earlier is how we didn't really look at all the stuff that we've covered leading up to this about Santana, by the way, has already won one tag title leading up to this, two IC titles, and now he won his second tag team championship with uh, Mark. Yeah. And again, no one's talking about as it. Strike called Force as held the those sexy tan guys. Whoa. Strike Force, Force held those titles for five months before losing to Demolition at WrestleMania 4 due to what? a neck injury inflicted on Martel that was totally kayfabe. Uh, shortly after that loss, the team was inactive for several months. In reality, Martel was granted leave to tend to his wife, who was seriously ill. That's unfortunate. Immediately after the injury, Santana introduced a new tag team to the WWF, the Powers of Pain. I had no the fucking idea. So I'm doing research for this that, goddamn that he episode. Introduced them? I do not remember yeah. Santana introducing the Powers of Pain. I don't and being their either. manager... Wait, what? I do not fucking remember this. This is not all. true. Did not yeah. know that. Yeah. I don't remember uh, so that. The, this the is Barbarian a fever dream. and the Warlord, two big muscled-up wrestlers who he briefly managed, uh, the powers were introduced as uh, mercenaries to help Martel and Santana gain revenge on Demolition for both that title loss and the injury to Martel. I don't Martel remember any of this. To the, no. To the, no. to the Rumble at 89 and reunite with Santana. However, Why would a federale go in negotiations with the powers of pain? Oh, my God. What? That doesn't make any sense. Federales are like independent. Thank you. Totally wouldn't. Yeah. Totally wouldn't bring in a warlord. Jurisdiction is is Mexico. It's not. 
Rails. Parts unknown. I did, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are talking about federally rails, Dave. Coming off the rails. Um, all right. Rails, get back on them. So, <laughs> however, <laughs> in their WrestleMania 5 match against the Brainbusters of Tully Blanchard and Art Anderson, we're going to hit on those guys pretty soon. Well, probably not tonight, but Santana. yeah, we definitely will. <laughs> we'll, we'll, get there. we'll get there. I don't know when, but we're going to get there. Um, during the match, after accidentally being hit by Santana's flying forearm smash, Martel Ooh. refused to tag in and walked back to the dressing room, leaving Santana to face both opponents alone. The Busters then easily and he got a goddamn spike, spike pile driver over. for his trouble. Wham, wham. Yeah. Appears to be all right now. Nah, he's still shaking his head. He's dizzy yeah, over but there. He's on his feet, Jess. That's more than I expected. Chico trying to get over to make a tag here. He's crawling over there. Martel not extending an arm out there. Still holding on to that left temple. Look at Martel. He's not tagging. He's walking away. He's walking down the apron. Well, it's obvious that he's injured. He doesn't want to get in. Don't you think? I'm sure he's injured, Jess, but you don't ignore your partner like that. Who's been Whoa, thinking, where's look he going at this. Martel's walking off. I don't understand this at all. It was just an accident. What's he getting all bent out of shape for? Martel is leaving the ring area. I told you, Gorilla. Gotta love those brain busters. Another one that needs to be talked about. That was a great match. Yeah. That's what I heard. Yeah, one on two must have been fantastic. His feud with the nearly heel Martel. <laughs> well, Martel's a dick. And he fucking left him. It's getting pretty heated here for 1989, wouldn't you say? I'm just you know throwing it out there. <laughs> we all know what happened with both men opposing teams at both SummerSlam and Survivor Series, and Santana would defeat Martel in the finals of the 1989 King of the Ring. Can tournament. we talk about that? Wait, so what? Before- Yes, before 1993, where Bret Hart, everybody thinks, won the first ever King of the Ring. That was only the first pay-per-view King of the Ring. The King of the Ring tournament, I believe, started in 85, and Don Morocco was the first one. Uh, and then I thought Savage, it was Harley Race. I, How did Harley Race become king? Harley Race won it in 86. <laughs> oh, did he? I was it's just true. You're true. He, Harley Race won it in 86, and that's when he took on the name of the king. Morocco never took on the name. Morocco won it in 85. Uh, Harley Race won it in 86 and took on the name of the king. 87 was Savage, yeah. 88 was DiBiase, 89 was Santana, and they skipped wow, 90. So yeah, they skipped 90, and Brett won 91, and then they skipped 92, and then Brett won 93 on pay-per-view. So Brett was actually the only two-time King of the Ring winner, if I'm remembering history correctly. But Santana wow. defeated Martel in the finals of basically a house show to win in the King of the Ring tournament. So add and that it got to his... really, and it got really big when Mabel won it. That was huge. That was when it really stopped. <laughs> Why are you I mean, doing this? Look at all these moments that Tito. Look, we've been on task just... all of all fucking episode, Dave, and you do your shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuck. Sorry, I'm, I'm upset. Game. I'm upset. Uh, Why are you talking about Mabel like, right now? God. Look what? at all these moments <laughs> where Tito is just missing history, like um, mm-hmm. King of the Ring, or not taking advantage of, or not the full push that he should for. Wearing the icy belt for the first time, or being the sex symbol in Strike Force, like he's just missing everything. But he's, all, he's a part of everything. Like, man, uh, what? It's almost like time, he was what, just a couple years late on everything. Poor Tito. Where, like, I mean, at that time in 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 WWF, like, did he miss anything? 
I mean, the like the roster's crowded as fuck. Not not like, not to not I mean to the, him, the roster's crowded. They only got two belts and one tag title. Yeah. Yeah. That, like there's only so point. much for there's only so much for you to do. Like and the fact that you're, you know, like that during that time period he continued to be like a, you know, he went from he did he did go from upper mid card to more mid card to eventually, you know, in the early, you know, we'll probably Tag get to it. He he goes to more of like a jobber, like a jobber for superstars. Like for mid card, he's like yeah. a jobber superstar. Um, you know, like True. there's only so much you can do. What we would say is that like he went out and fulfilled his role every night. You know, like he did yeah. a great job. Yeah. He always put up, he always put it, in it, like 110. percent He put on Joe, good matches to, with to whoever point, he was put into. That's a great and point. He was Joe. a good worker. To to your point, Joe Tito Tito felt fine about it. Tito never talked shit. Yeah. Tito was like he happy. never bitched. Like, that I, dude, I've never seen a shoot interview where that dude bitched. Right? He's like, was, like, you got to think what a career we're talking wrestler, about like, here. In that you're getting you're getting an awesome paycheck, and you're like, I'm just I'm, yeah, I'm working. He's you know? he, like, talking about he'll, he'll, he'll never say he'll, he'll he'll probably disagree that we were like what happened to Tito or. Tito missed the mark. Tito missed the crest of the wave. He'll probably be like, no, I was there the whole ride and I had a great time. Yeah, but that's just his his outlook on the, it. He's the most he was ever going to be was he was paid. he was going to be the warm up guy for Hogan, and he was kind of that, but a little bit, almost a little bit too early. He's too that, like he, you couldn't you could if only you could have made him heal, then he would have wrestled Hogan. Let's be real. Like, I want to and do I don't it. think we I don't think he ever went heel, did he? No, ever. No, 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 no ever. No. Yeah, another. You know, so he was like a he was like a Hispanic Ricky Steamboat. Ricky Steamboat. He's a he. Yeah, he's total face. Community. Well, and I never and, said know. it earlier too. Like after when Pedro Morales started to get older in like the mid nineties or excuse me, mid eighties and a little early eighties. So Santana was like that next Latino heartthrob, and like he yeah. filled as when he was IC champion, when he was tag champion, Santana was supposed to be like that next Pedro Morales. That came along for the, he was the guy. Latino community, yeah, and he, he did so good. Santana was, I mean, yeah. we're gonna keep talking about. It. He's so, I mean, he's really great. We, he 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 did great. We just thought he could have done more. It was just the circumstance. That's really what it boils down to. Well, um, Joe Joe makes a good to... point. I don't even know about that. Maybe Santana did everything he should have done. He was great. But there's some fun stuff before we get. Join into us on Meta and on Twitter, fans. Whoa! <laughs> I want to get into this one part that I think is fun. After the Ultimate War yeah. won the WWF World Heavyweight Championship from Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania, stop reading that slow. Just he had to pass this. He had to vacate nope. the Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship. Santana took part in an eight-man tournament to name a few uh, to name a new Intercontinental Champion. Santana would make it to the finals, but lose to Mister Perfect again, pushing the young guys up. Santana with kicks to the midsection. Perfect again. Wait a minute. No. Two. He's got a hold now. He beat him with the wrestling move. Not breaking the rule once, McMahon. Not like Chico. The winner of this match. And dude. I can't believe this. Uh, at the 1990s Survivor oh, Series. So fun. He's the best. He teamed with Nikolai, he, Nikolai Volkov <laughs> and the Bushwhackers, Luke and Butch. He My was team. the winner and the sole survivor the in the Elimination Style match against Slaughter, Boris Azugov, and the Orient Express, Sato, and fine. Tanaka. Everything's fine. As a result, Santana <laughs> advanced to the final Elimination match, teaming with Hulk Hogan in the fine. Ultimate Warrior against Martel, the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, the Warlord. Everything's fine. Power and Glory, which is Hercules. And I remember Roma. being a it's fan. Fine. I remember being a fan back so then. So good. Actually, out of nowhere, I remember Santana's part of like the grand finale match with Hogan and the Warrior, and it was yeah. kind of cool. 
I truly believe. I used to thank you. I believe that it was Vince like saying thank you. Here you go. Like you're gonna get a main event of a Survivor Series pay per view. You're gonna stand next to Hogan and the Warrior. Like that's kind of cool. And by the way, he pins the fucking Warlord in the first like thirty seconds of the match. Like <laughs> as he like, should. War, yeah, Warlord. We've all determined shit. that Hogan hates the Warlord. It's an yeah, yeah, because Hogan up. walked up and yeah. punched the Warlord in the face before the bell rang, and then Santana bounced off the ropes, hit him with the flying forearm, and pins the Warlord. Like right in like the first yeah. like thirty seconds of the match, Santana man, Santana, awesome, good shit. Yeah, and he got pinned by DBS. So That's good. That's fine. It's all good. We don't have to remember. Everything's that fine. Here's yeah. where we hit that backslide for the first part of '91. Santana would be used as lower mid card enhancement talent uh, to put over the Mountie and others like that. In '91, Santana adopted a Spanish bullfighter gimmick as El Manador, returned to WWF there. His first match under this I gimmick. I hated this. When right faced, when they announced the gimmick of He lost to Shawn Michaels like, in the opening oh, bout. Yeah, I remember it was dumb. Yeah. WrestleMania 8 in the Hoosier Dome, he lost to Michaels there. Santana wrestled under the El Mentor gimmick through 1993, mostly wrestling jobbers while losing uh, most matches to higher talent. And uh, I got up to get something out of my bag that uh, overhead that I had to put like uh, a couple of rows back. And then when I did whatever I had to do in my bag. Sean was sitting on my seat, and I, I said, Sean, that's the, the, the seat that I was sitting at. And uh, the stewardess came over, and I told him, I said, I got up, and he sat on my seat. So they made him get up, and, and uh, he ended up sitting right behind me, 5D. And, and uh, all of a sudden, I hear him saying, uh, uh, he said, uh, don't you ever talk to me that way again. And I, I, it took, he said it twice. And I realized this, I said, are you talking to me? I turned around and said, are you talking to me? And he said, yeah. And I said, Sean, I said, I'll kick your butt. I said, this is not a work. I said, I don't know what you're talking about. This was my seat. And then he just got quiet and but we never had anything after that after years on the indie scene santana returned to the wwf as commentator on the spanish broadcast table in 1997 which is awesome to me uh he called on the monday night raw as well as pay-per-view events he was uh last doing spanish commentary at wrestlemania 14. 14. oh wow yeah wow that's a long time so he was doing it for a while the austin era has begun Uh, so outside the ring, <laughs> uh, while attending West Texas A&M, uh, he was a member of uh, Lambda Chi Alpha Fraternity. We talked about that. He had been a Spanish teacher, teacher at Eisenhower Middle School in, uh, in Roxbury Township, New Jersey, where he lives with his wife and their three sons. His wife operates a hair salon <laughs> in New Jersey, at least until January of this year, which <laughs> probably still going on. He also teaches wrestling classes at the New Jersey-based Independent Wrestling Federation. That's super cool. He was also a phys ed teacher for Smalley Elementary School in Bound Brook, New Jersey. His autobiography, Tito Santana, Tales from the Ring, was released in 2008. I've never read that. I need no, to read that. No, I need to, too. I, 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 love, I, think it'd be I love wrestling biographies. Yeah. My greatest yeah. reads. I bet he's yeah, got some especially, stories. Especially non-WWE produced ones. Yeah. He should write another one of the stuff that he didn't release. I bet he, I bet he held stuff back. Um, nobody's, nobody cares now. Just write it. We'll all read it. 
Uh, Mike Hunt and I rode miles down the road together. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, Noble (laughs) matches versus Greg Greg Valentine in a steel cage match for the IC Championship on July 6th of 85. Yes. uh, Versus Randy Savage in the IC Championship was a great match. Versus the Executioner at WrestleMania 1. Versus the Hart Foundation for the Tag Team Championship on November of 87. Uh, Santana and the Rockers versus the Fabulous Rougeau Brothers uh, at SummerSlam. And, and I forgot to put this: the Fabulous Rougeau Brothers and Rick Martel in a six-man at SummerSlam. 89. Oh, there you very, go. There very, you go. very fun, very sense. awesome. Yeah, I mean, I'm telling you, it's he had a great career. There's no doubt about it. It's just fascinating to I think everybody on this podcast. I wanted to flush this out because I think I, I think we remember from when we started being wrestling fans, like. Santana deserves more, but if you actually take out of the fact, like we started watching wrestling in '88, roughly, let's just round up and say '88. Mm-hmm. Like we we just we dismiss the career before he did have a great career. We shouldn't feel sorry for him. He was wonderful, two-time Intercontinental Champion, two-time World Tag Team Champion, uh, uh, King yeah. of the Ring winner before it became a thing. Like Santana was yeah. great, yeah. and then. In in eighty nine, ninety, ninety one, like he was putting younger guys over. He lost to Mr. Perfect for the Intercontinental Championship. He did his job. Made tons of money and was still a commentator up until WrestleMania for fourteen. That's for God's a, sake. That's a long time for one wrestler to stay somewhere. Yeah. Especially in the rock and eighties where everything started moving fast. The Crockett promotion where they were trying to take people over. Turner bought Crockett promotion. They tried to take people over. Like all that Santana stayed from eighty three to ninety. You could you you WWF. could argue like, you could argue that who who not only understood what Vince's vision was, but accepted it the most and was the most trusted. Yeah. Tito's probably in that the definition that, of a company. Open, man open right the there. first ever WrestleMania. I mean, come on. Come on. Is Tito That's the huge. first Undertaker That's in that huge, in that uh, respect? Yeah. I mean, just not he would run. host Wrestler's Court under uh Tito. <laughs> right, yeah, wrestlers. But, but he he could be trusted like that. I'm sure if if Tito was the judge, everybody well, Tito mm. said so. He didn't like cucumbers. If you problem. showed a cucumber to Tito, he would. Uh... <laughs> what in the world is happening? That's, that's cats, it. not Tito. No, Undertaker does um, not like cucumbers. That's what. Yeah, he does. Oh, that's true. That's yeah. true. I forgot about that. God, Craig, you're so good. Keep up, that's everybody. Good. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, keep I'm, up. I, I'm not only full um, of my cunts here, guys. I have other guys. Hey, Joe, you had, you had some. I, I don't know. We, we might want to cut uh, some of the stuff you said earlier. Well, it was almost like the final goodbye on this one about about Tito. But can you give us some some words on the way out about just Tito and the career and what you think? No, Tito, Tito was a. I mean, I think I, I think when we look back on the on the the career of Tito Santana, like it would just be like, like he's solid. He was just a solid guy. Yeah. Went out there, did his job each and every day. Like good looking guy, great physique, great worker in the ring. You know, uh, just a consummate professional at, at all times. And you know, and and had an awesome uh, had an awesome run. As we said, two time Intercontinental Champion, two time Tag Team Champion. Those are. That's a big deal, especially at that time when the belts actually held some more significance. Um, to I, be to be placed the IC champ, yeah, that's a big yeah, deal. Yeah, that was a really big deal, yeah, and I think yeah. that um, you know his talent uh, in the ring was uh, kind of unquestioned about that. So. Unfortunately, so can I say the reason why I uh, I wanted to do this topic uh, was I was uh, digging, I was cleaning out my bookshelves around my television, and I found a bunch of like bootleg DVDs that I ordered from someone like like three, four years ago. And uh, it was it was kind of like, right, the network was still a thing, but they weren't releasing everything. And he had a shitload 
of stuff that he recorded from the WWE 24-7 thing before the network was born. They had a sure. thing on streaming pay-per-view when it just, called When it just WWE aired in Luke, right? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so before the network, there was something called WWE 24-7. It was just like a streaming network that only released certain things every month and certain themes or whatever. So this guy recorded almost yeah. all of it. And I got a bunch of house shows from him. One of them was a Los Angeles sports arena house show from uh, 1988 uh, with Greg the Hammer Valentine versus Tito Santana in it. And they went to a 20-minute draw. And I watched the whole match, and I was like, God damn it. I was like, this was a house show? This was so good. And, like, they wrestled for 20 minutes on a house show. These guys in 1988, uh, which was, like, four years past their IC title run together, 20-minute draw, amazing shit. And I was like, dude, let's do something on Santana. I go to the network. I type in Tito Santana. No results for your search. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? What? Even though though he was on Mania, he was on the Manias and stuff like that. But the the core of Santana's legacy – is not on the network, and that's a goddamn crime. The match against Valentine, yeah. the the match against no Morocco, uh, the match against uh, uh, Strike Force, by the way, because they're fighting he's over part, the rights of. He's part Star of Wars. the foundation of where this industry and where wrestling, where WWE. It's, re- is it's ridiculous. I was really pissed. In the like, I was really like, "Do what the fuck?" Yeah. So I was like, "I'm going to do an episode on Santana because I want to because I feel and- like Tito Santana is not talked about and he should be." And can we give him props for how many passed him? Are not with us anymore, and how many? Yeah, from that still era um, are gone. And a guy who traveled and, and did and just still, as much, and, Craig, and was he, and was he's still and he's still helping. He's still helping others in the process. That's it. Still, still doing the indies. Yeah. Middle school teacher, like George the Animal Steel was, um, much like kind of Ricky Steamboat. Must have I don't know the man's demons or not or whatever, but a guy that kept his it nose clean like no. and still made millions and was a middle school teacher and kept his credential and did everything right and was a company man to the very end and you and it's still alive and thriving like it's possible you can survive and you can be a professional wrestler and can make the right decisions um and still have a great career and a great life after like he's complete evidence of that and he was he was never hogan but that's that's fine I think he yeah. made a lot of money. I, I would argue. I would argue with with no with no Hogan, you could still strap this guy to it. I don't know if it would have made as much money, but it would have made enough. Um, <coughs> you know, so he was right there with it. Love it. So yeah. For audio fans, give us a listen on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Google Podcast, or watch our videos on YouTube at Our Wrestling Channel. On social media, can you do us a solid and give us a follow on Instagram or Twitter at OWT2019 or on Facebook at Our Wrestling Podcast. For Jess, Craig, and Joe, this is Dave with the OWP signing off. Arriba. Have a good one. <laughs> nice. Nice, Dave. Yes, do you